Support comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies. Held on select Fridays in May, each film touches upon artist Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, kicking off with Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro on May 10th at nortonsimon.org. So y'all voted yesterday, right, L.A.? I know it was raining, and no Tino shade, some Angelinos can't handle it, and sometimes even me. I was stuck on the 110 freeway for two damn hours trying to get to the studio today. But here we are, and this election was important enough to power through and get out the vote. I'm really concerned about issues like displacement of our neighbors in Los Angeles. The water shortage, climate change, those global issues are all local as well. I guess as like a young millennial, this feels like the most animated and consequential like local election that I've seen in my lifetime. Just clean up the city and not only the homeless, but it's just a dirty city. Crime, definitely. We need to do something about the crime. I am voting today because it is my privilege to do so and I'm supporting all women of all colors in abortion rights. I don't want to see violence, and I I don't want to live in a fascist state. This is How to LA. I'm Brian De Los Santos. By the time you're hearing this, it's the day after the election, and votes are still coming in for a lot of the major races. So be patient. It might take a while to sort it out. Maybe even a couple of weeks. You can always catch up on the latest results at Elias.com. Regardless of who takes the role of LA's mayor or who the newest city council members are, moderate or progressive, there is a lot of work to do. We love LA, but it's got some issues. So with this next generation of leaders coming in, what can actually get done for our city? Do we have a vision forward? We're chatting about it with some of the squad. Hello. Hey. Hi. <laughs> That's How Do LA producers Evan Jacoby and Megan Botel, and our newsletter editor Erica Washington. So you guys have been going out and talking with voters around town this week. What's the energy like out there? Well, I went to a few polling places this week, and I just wanted to get a sense of, like, what's most motivating for voters in this election season? Homelessness in our city is a huge issue that needs to be addressed. My rents are going up and landlords doing things that they're not supposed to raise the rent during the COVID, but my landlord did anyway. I hate to see people on the street suffering. Building a big gate around Echo Park Lake is not the way that I want to live and like see my neighborhood. Unsurprisingly, homelessness is the number one concern from all sorts of people across the city. According to a poll by UC Berkeley in the LA Times this year, about half of Angelinos said homelessness was the most important issue in this election and the biggest problem in the city in general. Totally. And I've definitely seen this too with people I've talked to and interviewed. Homelessness isn't a new issue. It's been getting worse and worse for decades. But it does feel like it's really in the spotlight now. Well, at least part of that is because it really has gotten worse. According to numbers from the LA County Homeless Count, homelessness increased uh, over the last five years by nearly 50%. Yeah, I went downtown to vote. I got in line and right behind me was this young lady. Her name is Rachel. She's 18 years old. This is her first time voting. And she said that homelessness was actually on the top of her mind. So we're going to take a minute to talk about homelessness. There were a few local measures on the ballot indirectly linked to the issue. 
but it seems like more than anything, it's going to be up to the city's new leadership to figure this out. As votes are rolling in, we're staying up late to talk with some experts in the community about this crisis and what kinds of changes are possible depending on the outcomes of this election. I think this election is going to be really pivotal in determining what direction we go in next, whether or not we stay on course with some of the efforts that have already been underway. This is Melissa Chinchilla. She's a researcher with UCLA who studies housing and homelessness. She published a study this year about housing insecurity among Latino people across the country. That means building housing and providing folks with critical services. And this election is really going to determine whether or not we continue on that path. So how can things go in the next four years? Like, can you give me like the best and the worst possible scenarios for this issue? So one of the best scenarios in the next four years is that we continue to implement evidence-based practices. So continue to build affordable housing, continue to think about prevention to address uh, the number of people that are falling into homelessness. And I think also expand our understanding of what it means to tackle homelessness. Homelessness is a multidimensional issue. We have to address a living wage, making sure that people can afford housing. We have to address the lack of housing stock that we have in Los Angeles County and the lack of affordable housing stock, which not only folks that are currently literally homeless are facing, but also those that are living on the edge of homelessness. So those that are living in substandard housing, housing that is increasingly unaffordable, And so I think we really have to expand the way that we think about the issue. In my view, the first and foremost issue is how are you going to get more housing built that serves low and moderate income families? That's Gary Painter. He's a professor at USC and directs LA's Homelessness Policy Research Institute. So if you look at plans to build in the city of Los Angeles in the 1960s, the city was actually zoned for 10 million units. And that was over time, you know, gradually down zone to 4.4 million units. But what we started to see in the 2010s and certainly in the 2020s was that it started to show up in this kind of constant march up of people paying a higher and higher percentage of their income in rent, such that now in California, there's over 1.2 million households that pay more than half their income in rent. So if it takes 20 years to put us into this, like, funk, if you will, where things are just going to continue to strain and strain and strain, it actually is going to take 20 years to actually undo the damage that we did to ourselves and just simply allowing the housing market to build housing for people who live here. Okay, so more affordable housing units, but are we on track for that? I don't see anything specifically on the ballot that would lead to transformational change as it relates to kind of the housing market, economic conditions, which are driving so much of our first-time homelessness. But what we can do is vote for candidates that are pushing for that kind of systematic change. If you have the opportunity to vote for candidates, even from you know, your local city councils, your planning commissions, even school boards, all the way up to our representatives in Sacramento and then certainly with the federal government. You want people that are setting a vision that can lead to growing health and wellness in our communities in the long term and not just simply focused on the short term. All right. So what else does a city really need from a policy standpoint to address this issue? I would make sure renter protections were robust and that our approach to homelessness was not penal in nature. That's Jody Armour. He's a law professor at USC, and I follow him for his hot takes about LA politics on Twitter. We tried the Safer Cities Initiative in 2006 
poured in many more police in the skid row, tried to arrest our way out of houselessness. And since then, the houseless population has only exploded. A lot of folks feel frustrated as they see the number of people experiencing homelessness grow over the years. And we continue to see a significant number of folks that are camping out. That's Melissa again. The winner of the mayoral race will have to ensure that we're working in close collaboration with the county to make sure that everyone is working towards the same goals and making sure that the county resources are matching up with the city resources as well. Obviously, homelessness and housing security are super complicated topics. It's clear that these issues are getting people fired up to vote. And our new leaders do have the ability to move the needle forward. The question is whether they will. Maybe it's just the cynic in me, but will the outcome of this election really impact these issues we care about so much? It matters a lot. The L.A. mayor is not as powerful as many other mayors, but they do have the power to hire the heads of commissions and to shuffle uh, city personnel and to really be the bully pulpit for the city in terms of stating its values and how it's going to pursue those values. So the mayoral race is significant, and definitely the city council race is crucial because at the end of the day, these politicians are going to be wielding enormous power. I remain optimistic. What we need is a leader who's absolutely committed to working on a shared vision for the future of Los Angeles, one where all Angelinos are healthy, they're thriving, they're growing, and they're able to achieve the vision for their families and for the community that we collectively have. Well, there you have it. But before we go, y'all have been hanging out at voting centers across the city. I want to know what's one thing you took away from that? Well, I actually voted in person today um, here in Pasadena, and I met this girl who was a volunteer uh, poll worker. So you call them poll workers? She was 17 years old, so she actually wasn't able to vote. Kind of couldn't really get too into the specifics of it because we were literally inside a voting center and it's like super illegal to talk about anything that could sway somebody's vote. So she was like, well... There are a few things that made me really want to, you know, kind of be here. And one of them had to do with like the abortion rights thing that is on the ballot. You know, she can't vote, but she wanted to be able to do something anyway. And that's what she chose to do. So I also voted in person today in Pasadena. I used one of those voting machines for the first time, which was so efficient. I'm so proud of technology and the developments we've all made. So that was really cool. But anyway, when I went out to go talk to voters for this episode, I was really struck by how much people are seeming to view things as a crisis, especially this homelessness issue. People really are super serious about this. So I hope that's indicative of things to change in this city. I think the coolest thing that I saw when I was downtown at my polling destination was how many people showed up in the rain. There was actually a long line at the hotel that I was at. And people were like just willing to wait in it. So that was really good. Go election day. Woo! Woo! <laughs> All right. I think there. that's it. All righty, y'all. We've been covering L.A. politics and election stuff pretty hard these past few days. Not going to lie, I'm kind of ready to talk about something we all love. Food. 
I love the sopa, the soup. What is it? Broth? Yeah, yeah, the broth. broth. Yeah. The broth. Think of it like the size of a baby's fist. Tune in tomorrow for some cheap, fast eats. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. This program is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people. 